Hi, and welcome back to the Legal Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Danny. I'm a recently qualified barrister who works in human rights and public interest law, and I also do some consultancy on the side, as well as running the website www.legaldiaries.ie and the Instagram page at legaldiaries.ie. On the podcast, we dive deep into all things health, fitness, mindset, studying, habits, dating, and career, and probably so much more. I will aim to bring you the tools and actionable steps to smash your goals, inspire you to take bold action, and above all else, put yourself first. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Legal Diaries podcast. I am joined this week by the lovely Henna Redmond um, and I will hand over to her just to introduce yourself briefly. Thank you. So my name is Henna Redmond and you probably know me from TikTok which is both a blessing and a curse. (laughs) Um, So I kind of make videos about like social issues and I'm also a musician, make some music, and I'm just a very opinionated person and I like giving out about stuff. So <laughs> amazing. That's the best way to be. Like yeah. why would it be boring <laughs> if people didn't speak up about things? So yeah, so obviously I came across you on TikTok. Um yeah. so what kind of got you started on TikTok in particular, and then what got you making the content you do make on TikTok? Yeah. Um I think when the whole, I guess, Black Lives Matter movement kind of surfaced on the app and you saw a lot more of that content on the For You page, I didn't see any Irish people address it or anything. Um, And I thought to myself, maybe I'll make a video. You know, like just something like to have something up there to feel like I'm making some sort of change. Yeah. Um, And then they just kind of got a lot of views from there. Um. And I thought it was very important because there is there is a good few issues that I just felt people put under the rug and kind of ignore. Yeah. Um, and it, did, it, it irritated me, it irked me. And I was like, no, I need to say something. I'm going to beat myself up in a few months that I didn't participate in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's really where it stemmed from. Oh, very good. Yeah, because it's so funny because um, we were just saying just before I started recording, like Ireland is the a country of a thousand welcomes, but I see it a- I see it every day through where I work and I work with quite a lot of ethnic minorities that yeah. they are Irish national. They just happen to be ethnic minority Irish nationals and they do face quite a lot of discrimination. And so people, much. it's a thing that someone just doesn't acknowledge. But if you are white Irish in Ireland, life is probably about 20% easier in accessing a lot of things. Um, so yeah, if you just want to kind of talk to that and maybe your kind of background and your kind of experiences of it, maybe growing up. Yeah. So I'm half Irish, half Indian. So I was raised without my father though. So I'm just, I was raised basically white Irish. Um, so when I did encounter, I guess, racial prejudice against me, I did not understand it. Because to me, like, I'm a, I'm a fully white girl, like, in my head growing up as a kid. Um, and I think then when someone is being, you know, you know, kids will be kids. They attack you for whatever else. And they learn from their parents all these nasty slurs and whatever. Um, and when you hear that from kids your own age and you don't quite understand why you're being called that, it really, like, 
has an impact on you. And mm. I think that's where a lot of people who only, I guess, um, are familiar with one side of their ethnicity have a lot of anxiety because they don't really know where to fit in. Um, yeah. And I think that's where that started for me because I was getting called all these slurs, like the P word, uh, excuse me, and just not understanding why. And I under, I, when I looked in the mirror, my skin wasn't that dark. Like I just looked like I yeah. had a little bit of a tan. So I didn't quite understand why. Um, and then as I got older, people would point out, no, I'm actually quite hairy. I have a unibrow or um, I tanned very quickly in the summer. And then yeah. when I came home from holidays, people would like not recognize me and stuff, all the kids. So it was very yeah. strange, little mix of where do I fit in? And um, when, I'm oh, sorry. And when did you kind of, at what kind of age did you notice that the kids around you maybe might have started to realize that henna's different and then kind mm. of pointed out? I think, I think of partially because I was just a weird kid anyway. Like yeah. I was very, I was a very strange kid. Like I used to <laughs> run around like screaming for no reason. And I was like the only kid who wore glasses. And that was one thing they picked on. Um, but I think what happened was, so I used to be friendly, like pals with some of like the black kids. And what mm-hmm. happened was, as you start to play and like, because I'm so privileged because I'm white pass and I didn't quite understand this, but by me associating myself with people who are darker skinned than me, I therefore got bullied a bit more. Mm. And then I started to understand this idea of, oh, okay. White people kind of have some sort of hierarchy going on here. Um, yeah. So then I started to stop associating with the black kids because it made me less popular. Yeah. Um, I think that's when I really realized something was different here. And people maybe thought, oh, Hannah might be like, they used to all call me the P word and stuff because they knew I was foreign. Um, and that's when it really hit home. Like, oh, actually something's going on here. Like, and I was still a yeah. kid, so I didn't really understand. But yeah. Yeah. You kind of just noticed you were like, oh, they don't want to be my friends anymore. Like that like, was the point. I do? <laughs> yeah. You're like, did I do something? Like you didn't realize the, now you look back and you realize what it was for. But at the time you were just a kid. So you were yeah. really innocently being like, what did I do? Why don't they want me to be like their friend? Um, and you say, so obviously you grew up white Irish. Like that is, that is how you identify. That's how you grew, grew up. And even from seeing your TikTok videos, you probably have better Irish than I do. <laughs> um, Not and, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> My teachers would kill me if they heard me speaking Irish. I know, but definitely like I have, like I definitely, you I, I'm going to guarantee you probably have better Irish or even better confidence to just go out and just speak Irish, which I, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> have you ever identified with your Indian culture or what, like, what is that ever a part? Has that been a part of your life or something as you've grown up? I think through, so I never really kind of looked into it. I think me and my friend, like my best mate, Anik, we were actually having this talk the other day, how only recently because of TikTok, I've been exploring that side more. Um, mm. And I've been following like something as, something as simple as just following a girl on Instagram who's Indian and seeing how she looks and stuff yeah. really has impacted me. Um, growing up as a kid, I think I kind of just ignored it. You know, I just was like, yeah, yeah haha, I'm half Indian. My dad left me, Woo-hoo. you know, like all <laughs> this like internalized hatred and stuff. Um. And I think that's why I actually really enjoy TikTok because I think it gave me like an outlet to kind of, because those of people started like, you know, promoting their cultures and stuff after this whole um, larger civil rights movement and people are being more proud and stuff. And then through seeing that, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. 
oh Jesus, yeah, the fifty percent of me is from like a foreign land, you know. So I started getting yeah. into it that way, I think. And these last, I'd say, three months maybe, I've been just slightly dabbling in it more, like realizing, oh, my hair is Indian hair. I should probably take care of it in the way Indian hair should be taken care of, or yeah. buying something as simple as like Indian earrings, you know, like kind of, yeah. sort of Desi style earrings, something simple like that, like. Yeah, um, it's very strange. So I'm very, I'm still very new to it, so I don't know how far I'm gonna dip my toe in. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's 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 true though, because like I know a lot of my friends, um, growing up that would have been, like now they've they're they're black, but they would have like they're white Irish as well. Like they were born, well not white Irish, sorry, they're <laughs> Irish. They were born and raised in Ireland. Yeah. Never knew anything different, but they the way they grew up I remember them in school they always had straight hair and they were going through all and now a lot of them the older they get the more they're starting to embrace their natural hair yeah um and I think that like the lengths people go to um to not kind of to hide parts of their identity like I'd say I don't know I think I saw I think you did put up a TikTok saying that because you were bullied for your brows, you basically shaved them off when you were yeah, younger. They were they were gone. <laughs> yeah, but like now, like you're so lucky, like they came back so great. <laughs> yeah. But uh, now you're yeah, now you're literally like everyone wants those brows, but because it wasn't like the thing at the time and it was a little yeah. bit different from everyone else, you automatically saw it as something that you needed to get rid of. Um, and it's the same as well. Like I've had friends that are like, Well, you're lucky you don't have as much like body hair as me um but like then I'm like but you have this like really luscious like long hair and you also have like these gorgeous eyebrows um so yeah it's it's interesting and then would you have many friends that would be would you when you kind of say socialize or associate people would you kind of find yourself gravitating more towards kind of groups of ethnic minority people or would you kind of just have a a, an eclectic kind of mix I think for me because when I grew up like I kind of went to places like Central Bank and we were like the weird kids in school in primary and secondary so I think naturally I fall into that kind of groups of people who are different as it is um and I don't think I ever associated with someone for the sole reason that they were like ethnically different or anything I think I just associate with someone for having the crack like um yeah well my my friend group at the moment like it's pretty diverse like you know like most of my friends are I actually think we have this running joke in my friends group that I'm like the only straight person (laughs) so most of my friends are from all like different backgrounds and stuff I think that's good it kind of teaches you what privileges you have and what privileges they have and stuff like that and yeah you just get to you get more perspective and conversations that way as well yeah I think definitely like it's 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 definitely something we're going to see a lot more in schools yeah. and stuff because like we are quite a multicultural nation um and people often forget about that um and we have even though no one wants to admit it we have our own ethnic minority yeah. in ireland which yeah. is the traveling community and no one, and everyone's kind of like but they're just they're just irish and i'm like no but they're i don't think you realize they're recognized as an ethnic minority and people i get into oh so i get you <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, no, 
they're, they're just Irish. And I'm like, no, but they, and they're like, but why do they live this nomadic lifestyle? And why do they, and I'm like, because it's, it's their, they're, they're an ethnic group. They have their own ethnicity. So therefore they, they deserve to kind of live by their values and stuff. Um, but often, and I think that was a good big thing that came out around the time that Black Lives Matter had a surge again, people not realizing like a lot of people in Ireland speaking up for Black Lives Matter and being like, you should sign all these petitions and donate to all these causes. But all of these people have such nimbyism, so not in my backyard yeah. kind of to it, where they're like, oh yeah, but I want a halting site built three kilometers or so or down the road from yeah. me. Um, I, and did you, yeah, sorry. I think that's a kind of thing where people, so I only recently like learned about this, um, this kind of idea of like race like it's not really we're not really split into races we're split into ethnic minorities as you said like so I think when people think of racism they only think of like white versus black and that kind of stuff um and they don't realize like there's systemic racism or systemic oppression against the traveling community and like it's so bad <laughs> like <laughs> it's real bad yeah, like I yeah, like I see it every single day in work. Yeah. Um, a lot of our clients that we would work with in the law centre that I work in are members of the travelling community. And you just feel so bad because they're, they're obviously, one, homeless or at risk of homelessness, which is awful anyway. Then they're probably faced with other deep-seated issues. And then they also have painted on top the fact that they're a member of the travelling community. And you're just like, like, oh, I feel so bad them but um so you growing up so obviously there was the social aspect and everything in school would you say you would have ever faced any kind of like systemic racism or any kind of like barriers mm. I don't think I face anything sy systemic just because of the fact that like I do look at most maybe a Spanish girl like I'm still considered white <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there's never been things like hindering my like ability to kind of I don't know go through the ways of life like that kind of way the stuff I get thrown my way would just be comments or just this idea of being like a like a, kind of like a mongrel you know like I don't fit in in either society and I'd actually I got it from both sides before so it's kind of like you know at most it's just people's individual perceived kind of prejudices but it's nothing legislation wise it's nothing like that yeah. you know which I'm so grateful for because the, the bad comments are hard enough I can't imagine that actually being implemented in a de facto kind of way like I just couldn't yeah uh, just freaks me out yeah like, like trying to access services yeah. and, and just having this awful experience which I see quite a lot of work is when we often see that the ethnic minority clients are treated a lot worse than the white Irish clients and not that like they're all homeless so <laughs> but like the, the fact that you can be on such a level playing field with someone in the same country but because you're an ethnic minority different organizations are going to treat you differently even though they now have a public sector duty to not discriminate mm. like that's been legislated for which is just it just baffles me and would you have so like what like obviously you said a lot of your content on tiktok stemmed from everything that was happening around the resurgence again of the Black Lives Matter movement. How, what has been kind of your most, do you think, controversial video that you would say how you've put up? I think it's definitely direct provision that those yeah. 
people are very, a lot of people actually just don't know what it is. Um, it's so bad. Yeah, like, I didn't. I didn't know what it was until March, probably just before March. Um, I was like taken aback. I was like, "What is this? Like, I've never heard of this." Like, um, so for anyone who doesn't know, direct provision is basically when migrants are seeking international kind of like asylum um, in Ireland, they get put into direct provision. It's like a waiting kind of thing, and it's just awful. Like, yeah it's supposed to be temporary people have been there's accounts up to people been in there after like eight years or something um they're these oh, there's children that are born directly into direct provision that they yeah. don't know anything but being in direct provision um like it's it's awful um and like we're this land of a thousand welcomes but we've we've such issues with our direct provision centre, like there's the direct provision centre. Obviously, it's incredible. And I know when people think refugees, they think of what we call programme refugees. So there are people that come over on a specific programme um, um, to, like they'll all come over kind of in a group. So you'll have like Syrian programme refugees that will all come over together. They'll all resettle into a local community and that's all great. And then, but then you have these people that make their way to Ireland and go through the general immigration process. And they're the people that generally end up in direct provision. And like, you just, you don't have your privacy. You're subjected to a lot of house rules that are quite archaic up until recently. Not that it's, it's a good right. Like it's not a very kind of fruitful right. You didn't have the right to work or earn a living. And um, now you do. There's obviously very strict parameters on it, um, but you do now. And um, you also, and you're only, so because you can't work, your only income is the state provision that they give you, which is pittance. Um, like like 29 or something. Yeah, it? like it's so bad. And you just live, you've come from such probably trauma in seeking refuge in Ireland, and you're just put into this system that is just obviously it's just probably going to compound a lot of it and a lot of people and I know there are amazing organizations out there that support people and um, going through direct provision but yeah and like the one thing that like really gets my blood boiling is when you see the direct the hotels that were supposed to be put up for direct provision centers and then they were burnt down or like people protested like that really just because we we actually don't because so it, within Europe there's um for anyone listening there's a like there's a quota of kind of refugees that we need to take yeah. in um as part of like the European Union and stuff like that and because we're such a small populous country and we're so we're so small our percentage in comparison to say like Germany um or the UK when they were a member it's actually like it's quite small um and you we're so kind of for the amount of small like we're all like oh we don't want them coming over here and taking our jobs and doing all this and i'm like oh. they can't work anyway and yeah. if they can it's it's not gonna like it's not gonna affect the day-to-day joe so that can possibly if you're in a dp centering you can gain employment i think a lot of people confuse the idea of an immigrant and a refugee like i think they really don't understand the difference um because you can, anyone can Im, uh, emigrate like anywhere, that kind of stuff, you know, if you have a mm. visa and stuff. But like, I think the thing people really forget in these conversations is, as you said previously, like they're leaving trauma. Like it's not, yeah. they don't want to just get up and go. 
Um, and I think that was a really good point to kind of, you know, the land of a thousand welcomes and yet we're just shunning and, acting, yeah. you know, as if, as you said, taking our jobs and all this, it's like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah. And I think people have like the, these, and like these fears that they're going to come over. Mm. And gonna, but like, the, if you look at the breakdown of what Ireland actually kind of is signed up for, say, that's not really the correct term, but what we're kind of obliged to take as being part of a member of the European Union, like it's a very low percentage. And then we also need to think of, and I, I think people don't get this, is Ireland is, we're very lucky in the sense that we are, very far out from a lot of the countries that are affected so a lot of people will make their way to say turkey yeah. and then that's where you have people going from turkey to greece because as soon as they got onto greece and they were going over illegally um but they were going over and that's when you saw a lot of kind of the news coverage of all the the, the little boy that had washed up on the the beach and everything um but we have a system in uh, the EU, which is, um, it's the Eurodoc system. So it's where you, the place you kind of first land is generally responsible for processing you within the European Union. So because Italy and Greece, all the Mediterranean countries are on the kind of edge Cost. of Europe. Yeah, mm. they get the majority of the, the people that come in to be processed because people are coming over by a lot of illegal transit, risking their own lives and then entering in through that point. So they actually get the proportion of them. And I didn't realize until I actually was over in Lesbos working with some of the, the refugee um, kids through a social program. And until I was there, you can literally see the lights on Turkey. Like you can see that's how close it is. Cause in my head, I was like, they must travel so long and so far. Yeah. And like they do, but like, it's actually so, we're like, we're so close to the border of Turkey. Um, but yeah, it's mad to think like if people actually realize how little we get in Ireland and how little we kind of receive or support in Ireland and other countries then just do it a lot better than us. And yeah, it's just, it's interesting to see. And then it's so funny. Yeah. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I my friends that go over because I lived overseas for a year they don't see themselves as immigrants when they go overseas. Like they never think of themselves as, oh, well, I'm a foreigner in a different country. They're like, oh, I'm Irish. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. I think that I always, I always managed to do this. I think that's linked back to colonization. That <laughs> I always managed to bring it in. Um, especially if you're like, you know, born white in a traditionally white country, I guess. Um, I think you you consider yourself and I've been guilty of this as well you know like going on holidays or whatever and thinking nothing of it but now that I'm thinking back I'm like the locals probably hate me <laughs> and I think this is kind of mindset of like sure I'm only going over there and I'm I'm from Ireland I'm from the UK I'm from America like we're grand like you know this is pop culture and not pop culture Jamie Mac this is like um you know the western world and stuff and we're not we're not like foreign you know, when we go over, because we're from the West, but you're foreign when you come over to us because, you know, the West is the central of the earth, basically, all this kind of mindset. Yeah. Like. And I think that definitely links back to this kind of idea of the hierarchy of, I guess, colors of people. The lighter you are, the less problematic you are, and the yeah. more welcoming people should be to you. Yeah, no, definitely. And do you, like, how do you think then 
what would be your kind of views as someone that kind of faced say being an ethnic minority in terms of just your skin color and that you not that you you looked very different as you said you passed for a spanish person but like you know what i mean just people are like oh well she's not definitely 100 percent white irish yeah. what do you think needs to be done then in ireland because our, our racism in ireland is very kind of deep-seated and backhanded mm-hmm. yeah i think first of all i think the best way to tackle kind of any race issue is not not tackle it sorry but to give more voices to people who are of different ethnic minorities it's just more representation like just more not even like obviously in politics it's so important and the people who make the legislation and all the public services but even in terms of media like just Mm. just get some more confidence for people who who probably are a different ethnic group and want to go into like, you know, the extras in a film or stuff like that mm. and just have, and not, not do it in a way where the, the, they're, they are the token POC yeah. stuff. Like that's just, you don't want to feel like you're feel, filling a quota because then that's just kind of demeaning. You just want to be a part of a, the, the general, the main part of media without having to fill a quota because I know a lot yeah. of people would do, let's say extras and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they could be POC and they're like, I feel like I'm just a diversity quota, just needing to be hit. And I don't think that's the right way in going about it. Um, yeah. Just more representation. And then obviously more of that then going into politics and into the way in which this stuff is implemented in the country, you know? Yeah. Um, especially in terms of like, say, the traveling community, like there needs to be, you can learn, the best way to know what's wrong is to listen to people telling you what's wrong. And, yeah you know so I think that needs to be done definitely representation and just broadening people's visions of there's different types of people in Ireland and yeah there's a black girl on the tv it's not a big deal calm down yeah <laughs> did you see um it was going around on TikTok and then obviously all over different other social media the girls I think they won a science competition or they did yes, something in STEM what yeah. was your your view on all of that oh I was outraged I was actually just sitting there like, are you for real? Like, what? what's the big deal here? Like, that is such an achievement. You should actually be chuffed. Like, you should yeah. be chuffed and you're just putting it down. Um, and in the long run, that just says more about them than it does about anyone else, you know? I know. Like, yeah, it just, it, it, it just annoys me so much. But I think, I think there is a really big kind of education point that we need to kind of educate people that, like... I, I don't think at any point in school did I ever learn about the traveling community. Oh, I did not. No, not once. Like, I don't think I ever did. Maybe, I, do, do you know what? I think the only thing I was ever told in schools was maybe in primary school and it was from the other kids. And I think maybe two classes below me, there was a traveler girl. And I think mm-hmm. everyone used to say, you know, avoid her. That's yeah. probably the only thing I can remember, like. This is the thing, though, that that really bothers me because obviously, and I feel bad because you have all those shows um, like Gypsy Weddings and all of those other shows that they do and they sensationalise different aspects of the community. And I think that's what got a number, like the community kind of a a bad name in a sense. Mm. Um, But I would, like I try to tell people time and time again, that there are bad people in every Everywhere. community. Yeah. So like there's murderers who were white Irish people. 
um, it doesn't, they don't necessarily have to be from a particular ethnic minority. And like, I, I see kind of your response videos that you do to some comments that you get, like the fact that people resonate specific stereotypical traits with people of different colors or different kind of ethnic looks to them. It's mm. just like, it's just appalling. Like I know it's, and it's, you think we've come so far from that and you just haven't because I catch myself doing it sometimes too, like internally. And I'm like, don't think that way because that's what you've been conditioned to think like and you're just being an idiot when you do stuff like that. You know, so up until a few years ago, I might have been slightly more sketchy around different people who are, say, from different backgrounds who would be darker than me. And then over the years, I've come to learn, like, that's what was the need for that? Like, there's no need. Um, You've been told that as a kid, you know, through media or whatever else been filtered down to. And then you kind of, that's how it continues the cycle is when you don't call yourself out on it I think and then you end yeah. up passing that to your kids and it kind of just goes on and goes forth so I think the best way to stop that stuff is to call yourself out when you catch yourself yeah. doing it you know like yeah and I think you need to kind of be like people can be just bad people it doesn't necessarily them being awful doesn't relate to their ethnicity yeah they're just the worst <laughs> it just like I know people that are bad people and they're white Irish and I also know people that are that are black Irish and they're not that great of people either like just in terms of personality but I would not go that person is not nice because of their skin color yeah and I think that's what an awful lot of people do and I think that is a big thing that stands against members of the traveling community like you said when you were in school people would be like oh yeah there's that girl in two classes down she's she's from the traveling community so you'd want to be careful like yeah like on what basis on some rumor you heard on some tv show that has sensationalized all of these kind of traits and stuff it's just oh it just annoys me I know yeah it it irks you just want to I don't know it's just one of those things in life where you're just like I don't understand how yeah so convinced of these things like I knew I know I was for a little bit but like you're still you're a fully grown adult and you're still in this idea that you know black people are thugs or all travelers are gangsters and you know all that stuff and it's yeah just, what, what you're an adult you work with different types of people what do you what are you doing here like, yeah and how and how did you find so say like when you were younger and you were saying that you kind of realized from the other kids that you were different yeah how did your family kind of support you through that or how, how what did you do to kind of get yourself through it I think family-wise not really much because I says before like I was raised as like a fully white girl and I don't think in the eyes of my family like that they did that maliciously like I think they did the the only thing they could do they just raised me as part of their family like that's not you know that's not subliminally them trying to wash me out of my other side um I think what I did to combat it I think I just ignored it honestly I really think I just ignored it up until I was around 16 um because I was just in this mindset of well, no one in my family looks like me. Um, so they're just saying all this stuff because, oh, you know, where half of me happens to be from, but I'm just going to ignore that and pretend, you know, because I, I can't see it. So I can't, I'm not a part of the culture, so I can just remove myself so easily. And that's like a privilege I had, you know, where I could just be like, ah, no, not a big deal. But like people just don't have that option. And it's so scary because I felt that much anxiety and 
you know, being depressed over that stuff. I can't imagine what it's like for someone who just doesn't have the ability to be a white passing person. Like I just, it's scary, yeah. you know, because I only experienced the bare minimum of it. Um, and I think it was my friends who kind of encouraged me to look into it. Yeah. Like that side of me. Cause I never really like talked about it. And when I did, it was quite demeaning. Like I'd make a joke out of it. Like, yeah, oh, I'd call myself the P word and we'd laugh about it. And I didn't really fully understand why that in itself was kind of internalized hatred, you know? Yeah. And then eventually friends were like, you should look into this or blah, blah, blah. And then that's where it kind of sparked this interest. And then with TikTok is when it really pushed it. Like, yeah. To look into it. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think you'd ever, have you ever had an urge to like go to India and understand your heritage? I think so now. Most definitely. Like, because I only recently found out like more specifics of where I'm from. So yeah, uh, from Rajasthan, which is the north, um, specifically Jaipur. So like, even those little details is really like, it's really fun. Like I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah. Because I've, I've talked to a few other mixed people about this. You feel very like split. Like you really yeah. don't know where to go. Um, so even knowing tiny little details about the other side, it's just like exciting, you know, it's just like yeah. a little hobby. Like, <laughs> But it's the same for anyone with someone that like regardless of their ethnicity would have say grown up without one parent or in a lone parent family you're always going to have those questions about the other half of you regardless of your skin color or your ethnicity so like you're always going to be curious and you're always going to feel torn between the well I wonder if I get that trait from that side that I just don't really know much about um and when you were kind of when you were growing up was there any kind of like did you relate to anyone in the media which was there any kind of like role model say yeah. essentially that you would have been like that wasn't necessarily white Irish or white in general um I don't think specifically like this idea of role models because as I said like growing up I was very like weird and I associated <laughs> with like you know like emo and goths or whatever else so I think more so my way of kind of coping was actually true like because I'm really interested in music and stuff. I'm a musician. So I really like went through different genres. Um, and one of the most, like one of the genres I related to the most was um, like ska and reggae culture and like skinheadness in the UK and stuff. Cause it's literally amalgamation of two different cultures, like white and black. Now I know I'm not black, but I really like the sentiment, you know? So I think, I think that like that kind of stuff, like seeing, subcultures being able to um I guess come together and share like different ethnicities and stuff like that is really cool um and that says a lot about like politics and economics as a as a side topic and stuff so I think that's why it's really interesting um yeah I'm trying to think though like any actual role models I don't think so I think I'm more interested in like the general idea of things than specific people um so like like the evolution of like music say in the states i'd be really interested in seeing how like hip-hop came to be and how that influenced how that was influenced by reggae and how reggae comes from like african music it's really interesting like yeah yeah and would you would you say that kind of you reflect that in your music like would you say you're now going to start to draw on maybe indian inspiration for music in terms of what you're working on um i think so like what I usually do is just kind of like mess around with like electronic-y things and stuff. Um, I wouldn't really necessarily take influence from like different cultures and such. I literally just pull mm-hmm. out like my head. Um, 
what I've been recently like thinking of sampling different beats and stuff from other places just to see what I could do with it like yeah um but I want to make sure I do it in the right way because I don't want to like appropriate it I want to make sure like I understand what I'm doing so that's like yeah. far in the future you know like yeah. so I don't want to be like that person who comes in and takes in it's like oh yeah I did that like like no you didn't yeah <laughs> and was it that kind of what like what drew you to music was it that kind of love for understanding different cultures I think so like- most definitely because like growing up my mom um her favorite kind of genre is like R&B and soul and stuff and then yeah. obviously that's relating back then to blues and stuff like that and just understanding people's struggles with music in relation to their race I just find that really interesting um, and obviously you can relate music back to every topic ever but just in that kind of terms of like how important ethnicity and race is to people like it's not yeah. a small thing it's a big thing so it's really interesting like yeah and would you do you study music or do you just do it in your kind of um no, I, I don't yeah oh sorry no I was I, just gonna say like I was gonna say spare time but that's not what I meant like you know what I mean like is it a side project for you or like I'm what what's your plans for it so I started piano when I was around eight um and I stopped that in like last two years like just doing my exams and stuff um I was never very good at it to be honest <laughs> but that kind of like implemented like it's a hobby but I'd like to do something more with it and then I did a one-year course in just performance and stuff I did a course in last year in music business and now I'm I work um in marketing in the music industry and I'm going to do a marketing course so it's all kind of tying in very slowly (laughs) it's it's all coming together piece by piece yeah yeah Yeah. it took a very stressful few years to get here like so (laughs) yeah but I can imagine like I can definitely see like there's definitely some like when you get to a point where you want to kind of sample different uh music from different cultures like I think there's definitely a market out there to marry the kind of Irish music scene with different kind of with mm. celebrating different cultures and stuff I think I think that'd be quite cool that's one thing I like about Ireland though as much as there is this kind of uh toxic kind of uh, uh removedness from worldly issues uh especially in say people who are brought up more traditionally or whatever um one thing I do love about Ireland and I think it is in most people whether you're left right wing whichever is just this idea of like wanting to have a good time and I think that's why we're loved everywhere because we like yeah. go there, we have the crack, we try like amalgamate ourselves and stuff and not, you know, be the worst. But obviously there's some exceptions in history, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I think that's why we're loved. And then like obviously Irish music is all about storytelling and stuff. Mm. Like, so it's this kind of nice thing that I think people forget, especially when we're so focused on politics. It's like, hold on, take a step back, look at the culture you're from. Yeah, It's all about being oppressed and being you know sad and wanting to express that and therefore having a good time so just try and look in that from that perspective more so than a political perspective even though they're both important like yeah and like how just kind of going back to what you were saying earlier that you've now started ever since you got on TikTok that was when you kind of started to explore that other um side of you so like obviously you're in, in Indian heritage and culture and stuff that's a part of you as well how accessible did you find that or how how has that really been for you it's very hard (laughs) it's very slow so like I I'm basically approaching it as like and this is true like I don't know a thing like I haven't a clue and 
I before I think I was very hesitant to start this journey before because I was like oh I'm gonna look like some Egypt now going in trying to learn all this stuff and not know where to start and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> excuse me so I think the best thing I've done is just bite the bullet and done it so like something as easy as watching a Bollywood movie I've yeah. never done that up, to, up until a few weeks ago and some lovely people have like reached out from TikTok and you know gave me like you should listen to this and watch this and I have oh. and it's been so like nice because yeah. I'm like oh these people in these movies kind of look like me that's really yeah cool. that's different like so yeah <laughs> just those kind of little steps um currently just trying to learn a bit more about the history yeah um, because I think that's important um so I'm just watching like a few youtubers talk about you know video essays and stuff at the yeah. moment the next thing I want to dive into is more like the specifics of like where I'm from like in the north like so I just want to know I want to do a DNA test as well that'd be that's on my list <laughs> my mom actually she hasn't had a chance to do it but my mom's really interested in like um the ancestry and she's traced back all of her um there's a word for it but I can't think but she's traced back all of her like family tree and everything yeah. but I got her um a while ago one of those DNA kind of tests where it tells you kind of from your DNA based on like what what part of you is this and what part of you is this so I got my like my mom's really into that so I must actually get her to do it because I'd be so intrigued just yeah. to kind of maybe discover parts of my history that I we just didn't have a clue about but actually interesting enough just while you're talking there and um, I don't know if it's a thing that you know but um the Indian constitution is heavily influenced by the Irish constitution that's real interesting yeah so if you look anything up on it like it's it's heavily kind of I, I can't remember why but a lot of the kind of core provisions are taken mm. from the Irish constitution. Mm. I think there's a lot more in common than people want to let on between a country that seems so far away, like, you know, both being under British rule and, you yeah. know, certain famines taking place. And, you know, there's so many correlations between the Irish Grey Famine and the Bengali Famine. And it's just, I think that shapes people, like large events in history shape people. So I think it's really interesting to see the similarities yeah um, yeah I don't think I don't know if you've ever watched Dairy Girls or seen that like iconic no scene. I need to yeah there's like this iconic scene and um, even if you look it up on YouTube it's where they go to this like I don't want to call it a camp but it's like an away weekend or a retreat, right and there's a group of Catholic like, Sorry, there's, there's Catholic. dogs barking by the way no no you're wrong like 50 um, dogs <laughs> there's a a group they're the group of catholic and then there's the group of protestant and they have this really big board up and they're like okay let's talk about the similarities and like no one can come up with any similarity like it's just it's done in a very comic way but i think yeah. that's kind of like you on your journey now like you're realizing all these kind of similarities mm. in ireland between india because they drive on the left as well like, don't they because of english rule i didn't know but now i do <laughs> oh i think they do i think they're one of the countries that do a lot of the countries that were under kind of English rule will drive on the, on the left. left yeah um yeah that's so interesting and do you think do you find it nice now like would you have liked say to have watched if you had have kind of known at the time or or kind of looked into it to watch say Bollywood movies when you were younger to see that those so. kind of people on mm. the screen yeah, most definitely. I think um, 
I don't know. I just feel like now I'm kind of a bit melancholy about it because part of me is like, woohoo, like this great thing I'm doing. And then yeah. the other half of me is like, you could have done this sooner, you know, yeah. um, which is not very good to focus on the past and stuff. <laughs> but I just feel like maybe in that regards, again, going back to the representation in media, I would have felt a little less uncomfortable with my dark hair and my hairy arms and yeah. you know, my mustache and all this stuff. Um, just to see more people who look like me especially in Ireland, because I know in the UK, there's a larger South Asian community. So I feel like to a lesser extent, that's a problem there. But definitely in Ireland, I don't think there's ever been that kind of representation in the media for yeah. South Asian communities and stuff. Um, and another interesting thing just to add on to is I think by me like expressing this stuff like now, yeah. I in return received more hate for it than before if I did express it which is very ironic because it's like nothing changed I just yeah. started wearing gold earrings like nothing <laughs> nothing's new um just goes to show people just want to be grumpy about anything you know that kind of yeah way. and have you so when you say you've gotten more kind of hate from it would you've got to say from both communities or just the Irish community this time around as far to my knowledge just just like the you know Irish community in terms of like white Irish um and I think it's it's more in a sense of we love to give out in this country and I yeah. feel like a lot of people if it's not given out about the government not that there's anything wrong with that but like race is just like another I guess in their eyes an SJW conversation so they yeah. kind of like just want to give out about it and um, so sometimes you just can't engage with those people because you're like you're just yeah. doing this to be the worst like yeah and you so obviously you've quite good Irish did you go to Wales school or did you yeah, I went to an Irish primary um then I went to an English secondary and my Irish since I left sixth class has just gone down and down like and I met up with a friend recently and he speaks really good Irish because he went to secondary as well and we're having a conversation and I'm sitting here like at one point in time I was semi-fluent and I can understand one third of what you're saying what is going on <laughs> um yeah. yeah it's very funny you're those people that I like hated in my Irish because I did like Otters Irish for leaving certain many yeah. moons ago but I hated those people like I didn't like actually hate them but I hated <laughs> them in Otters Irish because everything I had to work so hard at Otters Irish and my mum wouldn't let me drop it yeah and uh but everything that I worked three times as hard at just came so naturally to them because they gone so I've always vowed like if I ever have children I'm sending them yeah. to Wales school I think <laughs> it was great like yeah honest. Um, like yeah like I wish now like me and my mom were chatting the other evening and I was like oh god I might go back because I have friends that are like whale goers and fluent yeah. Irish and I'm so jealous of them yeah because like I wish I could just have a conversation in Irish or like understand like all because we've such um like not even obviously the history that everyone talks about is like the civil war in 1960. But even the cultural history, we have such a like all the kind of different short stories and all the different like fables we have and the music and the dance and like the language, like it's so interesting. Um, I it's just such a big of, influence as well. Like it does yeah, reach yeah. our communities. Yeah, like you'll see, you'll be in like a gift shop in New York and you'll see all of these symbols yeah. that are like Irish symbols, like, Irish Celtic symbols. Like, oh, that's not here for <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's kind of like, it's kind of a transition that I'm going through at the moment where like 
I'm on this kind of journey of sustainability. So that means I want to support local and support Irish. Yeah. Um, no hate to any non-Irish companies. It's just kind of <laughs> like my own kind of thing that I'm on. But I'm also on this kind of, I just want to embrace more being Irish. Because yeah. I think it is. There's it's a lot amazing of amazing culture. Like I know, but there's a lot of things I hate about it being direct provision centers and the different issues I see with the oppression members of the traveler community hate. Yeah. And, like there's a lot of things wrong but I remember chatting to someone I can't remember who it was um, but it was someone that lives in the states because I do usually do this international conference every year and uh, they were like so you don't really get extreme weather you don't have any like snakes or any scary animals <laughs> that can like kill you or anything <laughs> so he was like and you're neutral so like you don't really have to go into war like unless you kind of depl-. and I was like yeah we're fairly just like you know the, yeah, <laughs> like, we're just you know yeah we're cool nothing going on the fact that we just don't have our six counties we're sure we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah I like it, it's it but it is it's so not it's so we like when you think of it to be a culture or to be a group of people or an ethnicity that people like everywhere like all the Americans want to say they're Irish yeah but it's it's, it's really ironic the way you therefore see kind of prejudice from Irish people because it's like at one point lads we were like not considered white you know in the eyes of yeah. like colonizers and stuff and a lot of our culture amalgamated with like it resonated with people from like poc cultures and stuff like take tap dancing for example that's literally mm. irish dancing and african dancing kind of influence each other and stuff like music and stuff so like it's really good to see that kind of far reach you know because it's, yeah. so, it's i think it's our culture so good because as you says like land of a thousand welcomes like we love just having a bit of crack and you know yeah yeah and then i also i always hate when people are like oh you're from ireland you must really love to drink (laughs) do you have these really random kind of things that like people associate with us like they think we're we're like yeah they think we're full of crap but they're also think we're functioning alcoholics like going yeah um yeah no it's it's definitely interesting because like like but we used to be I'm pretty sure like one of the reasons we obviously like people in the UK be like oh that's the reason like you never got um, attacked in World War II is because they didn't want to come near you because the UK stopped like England stopped kind of Hitler and his army and his army getting over here but apparently he just thought we were a bunch of barbarians and we weren't (laughs) anyway this is what I think I heard this before I think I remember in history like we were thought of that far in the 40s as like barbarians like no one wanted to kind of we just weren't worth the salt to come over and mm. capture. I know everyone mm. wants to be us yeah you can't help it like yeah because <laughs> even like if you, yeah no sorry go on no you go 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 oh yeah no I was just gonna say because even if you think of the poor people around Brexit that were trying to claim their random Irish heritage for their passport <laughs> yeah. I have uh, I have a cousin who tried to do that. <laughs> oh, were they successful? No, no. Uh, born on the Isle of Man, so like very like lean. Oh, I've only ever associated with Ireland. You know all this, like it's kind yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so like funny. And do you have so do, do you, you've a claim to like an Indian passport? Do you? 
No, no. So I was my mom basically basically what happened, she'll probably give out me for telling this, but sure, look, it's public knowledge. She went traveling <laughs> she went traveling and um there's this running joke with me and my family. It's like instead of getting like a magnet for the fridge, she brought brought home like a little baby. Um, <laughs> so she came home then and just that's where I was born in Hollister. So I've never like had any sort of connection to Oh. anywhere else like that's mad yeah. and do you have do you have siblings uh here yeah so i have a brother in ireland um like he's i guess in quotes a half brother but like he's just my brother do you know that yeah character? like i don't think i don't think you ever really said oh well, we both have different uh, like i don't mm. think it's ever something that you ever consciously thought of probably. no no yeah and does it have you ever experienced kind of obviously you're you you can pass as white as you said like you can pass just kind of as white but just maybe you tan really easy and mm-hmm. you have darker features but have you ever experienced maybe when you traveled overseas with family or when you were out, like people differentiating between you and your family it happened a lot with me and my mom so when I was a kid you know the way you can be on your parents passport as a kid yeah um for some reason or another she was always stuck with me even though we have the same second name and you know I'm on her passport it's and this kind of very subliminal like is this your child you know (laughs) as if she's like stealing a baby from somewhere yeah literally like and this happened up until I was around I think last time I can remember I think I was around like 11 maybe going to the states or something but it happened a lot and thinking back I think it's very funny but it's just really weird because like it's just I just thought if I was adopted like you know or something that's what I mean like people I think and I think Irish people are very, because I've had friends that, that has happened to as well. Um, and some of them are adopted, but they're, they were adopted at such a young age and they're on, that they were on their parents' passport. And yeah. they were like, you'd get a million questions. Like, they'd want to know your whole history. Going you. and like, like why, why do you have this child? And you're like, <laughs> because, and, and like, especially for your mum, because I gave birth to her. Yeah. <laughs> And <laughs> I know, but like that's that's mad. And would you say even would you ever have a point where you'd kind of make friends with people? People wouldn't would then come say back to your family home, and then they'd be like, "Oh, you're you're you don't look like your mom," or would everyone kind of just know that you're? I don't really think that's necessarily happened because again, I think people who I've like associated with are very just like chill or yeah, yeah. themselves or from different places. Um, what's the one thing I get a lot though? Apparently, I do look like my mom, but more so in like, I think the shape of my nose. <laughs> like, so my like, I guess the white side of my family, like we have like we call it the Redmond nose, just like it's passed down, and everyone's like, "Oh, you have your mom's nose." I'm like, "Great, thanks." Yeah, <laughs> you're like, "Cheers." Um, um, I find that mad though because my mom is like ginger and blue eyes that's and, what I was gonna say do you yeah. look like your mom I, I like but yeah so you're very polar opposites yeah I guess to an extent I, I do see similarities slightly in the shape like of yeah. some of the features but it's not like it's wrong color <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in, in terms of coloring like you're you're very kind of polar opposite um and would your brother be like at all kind of dark features or would he be very fair as well he's pretty no he's pretty like traditionally Irish looking you know that way like a standard Irish one yeah literally 
And yeah, so just kind of bringing it back to TikTok again, what has been some of your, because you get some awful comments, like the fact people are such keyboard warriors. Like. I know. Um, no. what has been and like you can feel don't feel like you can't swear in case there's any swears in any of them um, <laughs> what has been your some of your top three awful comments do you think one of the comments I've been getting a lot lately because I made a video calling out um some of the anti-mass protests and oh, um, that, that yeah that are very associated with I guess the the far right in this country and um, I call them out whatever um and some of the comments I've been getting is Ireland for the Irish. This is like their slogan, um, which I'm pretty sure isn't that wasn't that a slogan used in like one of the world wars, like something for the something. Um, Probably. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a reused thing. So I've been getting that a lot. Um, and usually the accounts are called like Irish nationalist one, two, three, five. And it's like, OK, block. Bye. See you later. Um, another comment I get a lot is uh, Gypsy or Gippo or like that kind of thing um and it's just really funny because it's like if you're gonna call me a slur at least use the right one you know like yeah <laughs> so people just want to be mean for no reason um and the last so a lot of my comments i put on the comment filter so i can like you know mm. write in words and they can it can appear um but before i did that uh, i'd get like the p word a lot or you know people would say pat keys you know to abbreviate it to get around it like so oh they just want to just want to be mean um like or, I've even, yeah no I was just gonna say like I've even seen ones as bad as like did your dad blow himself up yeah which is just ironic for people from this country I just find that like like you're like but if you probably looked back far enough in your history you might have an ancestor who exactly. probably might have been involved in blowing something up because you know we had a whole rebellion going on yeah so I'm like it's the yeah. same people as well who are like, you know, fought for the freedom of this country. And it's like, then don't be making anti-freedom jokes or whatever, you know, in quotes. Um, so a comment I do get a lot as well, like the, I guess top four, um, is uh, go back to the land of diarrhea. That's a running one. <laughs> and I just, sometimes I just have to laugh because I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't even understand what that's trying to maybe I'm being real stupid like what does that oh I guess because like I guess because India's a different culture or different foods that when white people eat the food they get diarrhea I guess or maybe I'm, they don't think there's toilets or something like I'm really sorry whoever wrote that if you have a sensitive stomach and you yeah. can't handle <laughs> spicy food but like but like I remember seeing a, a thing um, recently that we are like the food capital of Europe or we were at some point, but it's because we have such diverse ethnic backgrounds that we are. So we have- I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I saw something recently, like I probably <laughs> go back and fact check. So don't anyone who's listening rely on that, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I saw, I'm gonna Google actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ireland is the food capital. Um, I guess off the top of my head, we do have a lot of like different types of food available, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, why Dublin may be Europe's next great food city. And um, then it talks about like just different food capitals of Ireland. But yeah, there's been a lot of hype of 
like Ireland's listed in like um, the top cities, European cities for foodies and stuff, like Ireland and Dublin in general. So like, but we do have all of that great food just because we have all of this diverse ethnic backgrounds yeah. Yeah. in Ireland. But people don't want to see that. People don't want to celebrate that. Um, and would you have ever participated in anything like Culture Night or... Um, so I've kind of like, when I like do culture night, like in the past, it's been very like culture night in a sense of like more the literature side. So like going to like, you know, libraries for readings and that kind of stuff. But I am hopefully next year, if it's on properly, <coughs> excuse me, um, I do want to go see other stuff. So I know like two months ago, the Indian Independence Day, there was like um, a performance in city center. And I didn't get to see it, but I saw like videos and I was like, oh, I should have gone to that. <laughs> like so, small things like that. Like it does mean a lot. Um, and I think it's really cool to see different cultures in a place, like outside a, like an Irish landmark. It just shows like how, how amazing both are. I don't see the, the downside in that. So yeah, I'd love to participate or just go see other kinds yeah. of stuff. Like, hopefully, hopefully COVID permitting, they'll be able to do some kind of things next year because it is such even if you're into like architecture and stuff it's so nice because they open so many buildings to the public that yeah. aren't usually open to the public so you can go see all of because that's one thing we do have quite a lot um in the cities is just all this grand gorgeous beautiful buildings yeah um and so yeah just but kind of before we we finish up just to pick your brain maybe a bit more and um, yeah. just about your your music and um everything oh. there and I know you kind of had briefly mentioned like what your style is but um and kind of where you see going with it with the yeah. point you're at now kind of going back and doing marketing but what like how big of a part of your life is it what kind of style do you do where can people find your music <laughs> um it's not so it's it's still kind of like the actual me putting out music it's still quite like a hobby like it's still quite small um I don't really do it in the sense of oh Jamie Mack someone's coughing downstairs like I'm at the sorry oh my god I can't even hear it sorry come on um but it's I just kind of put it out for myself um I had stuff out in the past like more singer songwriter kind of vibes and I just did not like it um and then I think, so what I, what I kind of do is I have like electronic kind of stuff. That's very like, I guess, new age kind of chill, lo-fi. I don't really know how to describe it, but I really like um, kind of uh, storylines with music and stuff. I like creating like a little, little moment. So I put out an EP, I think in May. And the whole vibe of that is like, like I trying to think of a setting. So the vibe of that is like on a beach and then this sounds really like emo uh like on a beach and then you kind of like sink in the beach and you go down into hell it's yeah I know it's very um it's pretentious and yeah. like it is so the next thing no. gonna, yeah <laughs> like if I'm gonna be weird somewhere I'll be weird there like yeah um and the next thing I'm working on is more so like the reverse of that like starting off sad and getting happy and this the setting of that is like this kind of underwater city and stuff like so I like little kind of storylines um, yeah because I like that's I like so literature. cool though yeah yeah so but that's so cool that you have that kind of because you have such a love of literature and storylines um 
like I really like that because I love literature and books and stories and stuff so to see that because that's the kind of music that I like um like obviously I like your general kind of pop culture music like having a bop to it and stuff but the music that always really speaks to me is music with like a story behind it or a storyline kind of entwined in it so I think I think that's quite cool and so I'm really excited to kind of see how it all goes if you start (laughs) if you start putting yourself out there for your music and stuff and and if I'm correct maybe I'm completely wrong do you have art on your Instagram page art I have of the EP art I have like a few random little paintings I did I think I took a picture of one or two ah I think that's it yeah I think I remember I can't remember if I did yeah yeah but and then obviously the other thing is you have your podcast um, yeah. so if you want to chat more about your Thank podcast you. and what you what you guys do um so me and my best friend Anig we've been best mates since we were in school like I think I was in fourth year she was two years above me and stuff um but she's like a little old granny and our friendship is basically like just two young ones giving out over a glass of wine and we were thinking, should we might as well record that, you know, um, especially with Excellent. like all my yabber yabber online at the moment. Like, so we just kind of sat down and we like listed out a bunch of topics. So I think the first topic we covered was like kind of racism as like a whole. Um, Anig herself, as you mentioned earlier, kind of went more into detail about the kind of systemic stuff against traveling communities. Yeah. Um, and then like other episodes was just like us talking about Central Bank for an hour. Like it's very like whatever like um and we're kind of just doing it for fun like we're not looking for anything we're just like we might as well record it up in our music room like so yeah but like even I was saying to you because I remember we were emailing corresponding today just about the setup for this and I was just like even looking at you now with your mic like you've you've far <laughs> advanced setup than I do um but yeah no that that's super interesting and I think I think that is I I Personally, when I listen to podcasts, they're the kind of podcasts that I like listening to. And that's kind yeah. of why I started bringing more kind of guests on because like, I know I'm going to bring one of my best friends is going to come on and we're literally just going to sit there. She was like, I'm going to have to have wine for Dutch curry. And I was like, sure, <laughs> we're going to have wine anyway. <laughs> literally. Like- and we were like, we were like, um, like we were like, because we always have these jokes where we're like, everyone is missing out on us like we are hilarious (laughs) literally yeah like they don't understand like this is comedy gold (laughs) I know so then we were like so that's why I was like oh just kind of and like we're gonna just with some of my friends are gonna come on and we're just gonna talk about like female friendships and different things like that because even those I find can be a topic that I think people need to talk about more um because you have people that will go through life and just not have friends so yeah so I think no definitely so I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of the direction that your podcast goes in I'd yeah. say it'll be super interesting to see thank you um I don't think I mentioned it. it's called Lady Curious by the way yeah <laughs> yeah so I was like Jesus so I say the name oh god <laughs> like everyone's gonna be frantically looking for this, this podcast <laughs> afterwards but I'll link it um anyway in the description thank you episode. I'm really excited to listen to you and your best mate that'll be a great episode talking about kind of friendships and yeah we're just gonna and... chat about probably absolute child because mm-hmm. we've both kind of got to a point as well where we've had friendships like I've had friendships that have ended pretty abruptly and Mm. or friendships that have just fizzled out naturally over time and we're just gonna talk and she's had the same like she's had friendships that she's had since 
probably primary school that have just like ended mm. um, and I think it's just a really kind of intra and that and like we will probably just get drunk and start having like random conversations yeah about random things but <laughs> those are the things I like to listen to when I'm listening to a podcast because you kind of feel like you're part of the conversation yeah most person. definitely and I think I think that's that's definitely very cool but um yeah I think I think that's pretty much kind of it from my side unless you've anything else you'd like to chat about or mm. talk about I have some kind of kind of final questions for the end but I've nothing kind of new unless there's something yeah. you want to shout out um I think the only thing that I'd like people to talk because I know this is all about race and stuff like that and yeah. those kind of issues I think the main thing people can do is if they want to like see change or that kind of stuff is first of all just kind of like educate yourself and yeah but also to admit that you have been wrong because a lot of people are very you know excuse me like quite reluctant to ever admit they like did something bad in terms of race or you know that stuff and there's nothing wrong with that and that's where I think the change will be seen especially in like you know generation like you know 35 and under I think a lot of people in those like age groups are very like aware that the best thing to do is change individually and then Mm. you can kind of further push that um and also when time does come please vote (laughs) oh stop do you know actually um speaking of voting which really bothers me is so you have so many um ethnic minorities that happen to be homeless like a Mm. a large proportion of them are homeless or at risk of homelessness that's not to say anyone who is an ethnic minority listening that i'm saying that you're homeless and it just happens i see in our casework and work that a large proportion of our clients happen to be ethnic minorities and these in my opinion are the people that we need to um give a platform and get to vote but because they don't have access to a permanent address a lot of them aren't registered to vote and they're not going to vote so which really bothers me because i think there's definitely like i know there are organizations out there that will give a care of address so people can get access to like social welfare payments and stuff and i'm assuming they can also vote as well um but i think it's kind of a thing that they're inadvertently being robbed of i don't want to say that that's kind of like i don't want to seem really kind of out there with it but like because i'm i would have studied in my undergrad i would have studied politics i've always been an avid avid kind of follower of irish politics and political culture kind of in general so and it bothers me so much when even friends of mine say they're mm-hmm. not going to vote. They're like, oh, I don't really have an opinion on it, so I won't vote. And I'm like, but educate yourself. Like, there are yeah. so many platforms out there. Like, we now even have, as much as people will argue and say it's not neutral, we have a referendum body who are out, their main, like, the reason they were set up is to give kind of neutral information on yeah. what both sides of the referendum mean. So, like, go onto platforms like that and educate yourself and whether or not you're going to vote differently than me or your opinions I don't care like I'm like just vote please like just actually go out and like cast your vote because then you're gonna in about five weeks time or around the time of budget submission you're just going to give out about who's in government and I'm like well did you exercise your right to vote because if you and people will come at me now with hate but I don't think you have a right to kind of give out about things if you're not going to well obviously uh, once you have the opportunity to exercise your right to vote 
But if you have that opportunity and you're able and you can go do it, if you're not going to exercise that right, you people, those people really bother me when they give out about yeah. No, so, I agree. Um, like, it's very like, there's your chance now to kind of try rem- remedy what's wrong. And you're like, and that, because it won't matter anyway. And it's like, it does because where the individual as much as you think it doesn't count kind of does and all this kind of stuff like especially for yeah. younger people I know I think most people my age don't vote which is the yeah worst <laughs> I know you're like get out there and like I you, you kind of you can like this kind of arose in the the podcast that I was recording yesterday that's out on Thursday um we were talking about like sustainability but we were saying a lot of people will think of sustainability in terms of the environment but there's actually like there's 17 sustainable development goals and there's three pillars sustainable pillars so you have the economy and you have um oh my god i can't even think of the all three of them now but basically there's there's a lot of it's not just climate change and it's not just the environment yeah um so people aren't educated on that so it's the same with politics so i was giving out about the csp course in school i was like it's a joke (laughs) and like it might have improved since like um back in my day geez i sound ancient um (laughs) but uh, it might have improved um and now i know you have politics and society which is the new course which has been brought along for leaving cert but students aren't going to choose that if they have had a really bad boring experience with CSP so I think that's where the apathy comes from yeah if you don't, I think SPHE yeah. in my school like in the senior cycle um it was very very lackadaisy it's very like one week we'll just be chatting about you know there's different types of countries and then that's kind of it you know for the rest of the term and the teachers in those classes are always like you know the teachers that never show up and you know like it's always oh you have a test and I understand like studying in extra classes like when you're in school but um it's it's always in those classes where the teachers let you study for a different class and it's like this is kind of important like you know there's good stuff you could be doing like but there's so like and it's such a like broad range so for anyone listening who's not familiar SPHE is social political and health education um and it's basically like it's not an examinable subject you generally do it up until sixth year um but because it's kind of not examinable you rarely cover anything like I think our tutor like she was great but I think our tutor took us for SVHE so it was just your tutor took you wasn't necessarily a specific designated teacher um and there's so much that you can do to educate like the young of today um and yeah like even in terms of like sex education and like Mm, sexual health education which is awful in Ireland. Like I could have a whole other rant about how bad um, our sex education is in Ireland. Um, in particular, like I, I don't know if you've ever heard the tape on the iron story. No. Oh, so I had, um, sorry, this is completely sidestepping to race, but um, just an, like I had, um, people came into, I'm transition year, people came into an organisation to do sex education and basically come in and, and talk to us about it but um they asked for volunteers and me being like the eager student that I was and a few others like we volunteered and they brought us up to the top of the class and they put a piece of tape on our arms so we were like oh what's gonna happen here and then they had this whole story um it was basically a story to do with chastity and they were talking about 
oh, well, I think they called me like, sorry my puppy is just running and uh, I think they called me um like Mary or something and they're like Mary goes out one night and she falls in love with Adam and they put the tape in my arm and then she goes out another night and she falls in love with Barry and then they put the tape and eventually by the time you get to D or E the tape doesn't stick oh my god yeah but this this was I, I swear to god if you look it up this is happening in, in our secondary schools and possibly still is um and it was basically an inadvertent slut shame. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Jenny. Yeah, I know. And it was to teach you about, like, I don't know, sexual health, apparently. But really, it was just kind of inadvertent to my eyes, inadvertent slut shaming of kids who were like 15 years old, maybe. Yeah. Um, and to teach about chastity and the whole like to value ourselves and our bodies and all that kind of crap, which I think can be done in a lot more of a constructive way. And but like even I say to people like when we were talking, me and my friends, like you're never taught about like consent and all like the important things you need to hundred no, percent. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I know there, there's some some interesting things for you guys to look up and maybe do a podcast on. I'll happily talk about my my, my tape on the arm experience. It was <laughs> that's it, madness. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think there's it's probably still happening mm. for sure. Like because we're such a Catholic country, which is another yeah. whole no like, whole whole topic. This whole separation of church and state is like it did it. <laughs> yeah I know. um but yeah sorry just just to kind of bring it back and yeah up, um, I just wondered did you have kind of obviously you were just at the very kind of start of your journey yeah. um do you have any kind of tips for anyone who is does have like I would say it's a privilege in a way to have such a diverse background um if they want to explore that other part of yeah. them what has helped you Oh, I think for me, I think a lot of people, especially this is more in terms of if you're mixed, um, but I know this happens with people from all types of backgrounds, is if you're, don't, don't encourage the self-hate of it, because I think that's what hindered me from ever exploring anything. Again, I mentioned before this kind of internalized racism, this internalized kind of, ah, that's not my problem, you know what it is, when it is, um, And I think as well, getting over, because a lot of people for me as well, it's just, I was embarrassed about it to an extent. Um, And you most certainly shouldn't be embarrassed about who you are and that kind of stuff. Because like, it is such, it's such a, it's, I just find it beautiful. Like it's different types of people all around the world. Like that's really interesting. Like, you know, what's wrong about that? Um, So I think if you want to like explore that, just tell yourself it's fine and like don't be embarrassed don't be self-hating and find kind of like-minded people like the internet's great for that you know it's great just like google reddit pages or find some youtubers you like that look like you and have a listen to what they say it's just it's it's accessible and that's another privilege in itself like you know to be accessible to this stuff um but yeah just just dip your toe in and see where you go with it because it's a very large topic to explore like a different side of you <laughs> um no definitely like it's it's and like you're kind of 
people now who are starting this journey are probably in a more kind of privileged position in the sense that you pretty much have everything at your fingertips. Um, mm -hmm. in, and obviously there's a lot of like fake news out there and you want to kind of be careful of where you're getting your sources from. But I think even if you think kind of you had said earlier that you started following um, more kind of um, Indian persons on Instagram, I think you said. So seeing yeah. kind of different cultures from different people who may live in the country I think is which you couldn't probably do probably Jesus about like how old is Instagram even now like 10 is yeah I don't yeah. know basically say about 10 years ago say yeah. um you couldn't do that um or even on Facebook and stuff um so yeah I think I think that's definitely kind of a good guide for for anyone starting um and then my three three things then my next question is three things yeah. you think that need to change in ireland to address racism in general um i think the first thing is uh tackling the issue of direct provision i think that's mm. like not only is that a, a horrible system in itself it also it's like a symbol of something like yeah. it just represents this idea of us versus them and that kind of mentality. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of like it's the same. I think for homeless hubs, um, we're going back to that mentality of because Ireland previously many years ago, and uh, well, not that long ago, was so institutionalized. Obviously, you had national laundries and stuff like that, and you had yeah. the industrial schools. Like we're just institutionalizing people that come in because it's the same setup like they're highly regulated they're living with a lot of rules they're living in these like squalor of conditions and it's just institutionalizing them because you're leaving them there for a number of years yeah yeah that's it like um definitely like that kind of stuff needs to be tackled as well and like going back more into the symbolic kind of aspect of it it's when you see something like that that's so dividing like in terms of opinion i think if we start seeing change in that system you can kind of have a bit more i guess hope that things are actually being listened to and not just in the sense of politicians listening but they're actually implementing that in legislation and that says a lot when it's actually been ratified you know yeah in the actual laws i guess um the second thing more more representation again just Inter even even as simple as like a picture online on like yeah. an Irish website of whoever's wearing the clothes or something you know stuff like that like yeah because it really it might sound really kind of um silly and rudimentary for I guess a lot of just fully white people because they're so used to just white media but for people like me who are mixed or someone who's not like me it means so much to you when you see someone who looks like you because yeah. you don't you don't feel like that weird like you don't you don't feel ugly basically is what is what it is like um I remember the first time I saw a girl who really does look a lot like me and she's one of the models I follow on Instagram I was shook I was like what <laughs> what do you mean like but um, even kind of to know say for my friends who were like my friends who are black to know how to you can wear your natural hair or how to mm. style your hair or how to if you have different kind of textured hair or if you have kind of bushier eyebrows like yeah. how when you're younger either if you want to embrace them embrace them so you have someone to look at but also like 
how do I shape these or tame these or what do I do and even kind of like makeup as well looks different on everyone so knowing like what kind of looks might suit your skin tone and stuff that's it like and I think that's why representation is so important because like not only is it like you feel good you you learn as well because if if you're from a place that you didn't learn a lot about that side of you like how are you going to know how to interact with it yeah 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 and I think it kind of needs to be like normalized representation again like Mm -hmm. I don't like those poor girls like that like I think it was a competition they won yeah it was something to do with stem yeah but they were like tokenistically put and did an article probably rather than a a like more kind of celebratory this is just an amazing thing for women in stem it's like no one of the aspects that we're celebrating is that they're not white irish yeah <laughs> like um yeah <laughs> <laughs> i guess like yeah. but uh so that kind of i think we need to have normalized representation so it's it's just normal that you have and rather than being like oh my god did you see henna like she's half indian and she's just come out with a new like ep track and she's been featured in like this article on this like music blog online more celebrating about the fact that you've just produced this music and it's normalized but rather than focusing in on the oh my god she's like half indian and she's in the paper yeah sorry there's coughing outside my room no you're fine (laughs) um I think I think that's kind of 50-50. I think um, 50% of it's like definitely races and everything and it doesn't define you. But I yeah. think when people full-on ignore it is where a lot of um, negative, like un- unintentionally yeah. negative things has kind of stem from. So like when someone says, I don't see color, it's, ki- it's kind of insulting to someone. But again, yeah. the color doesn't define you. So it is a very like great yeah. area and you need it's to watch a, yeah. the wording yeah yeah it's very it's very kind of like you need to acknowledge that people are different but to an extent that you're not oppressing them because they're different exactly that's exactly it yeah 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 it's and it's such a fine kind of line and I think that's where people and people Irish people never want to be called racist it's so funny like they never mm-hmm. want to be told oh my god you're so racist like yeah seriously told that and um, which is interesting because so many of my friends like are and even I know at times like you had said that you would have held your own prejudices and just in your own head not intentionally like we all do it but I think it's the difference between doing it and then recognizing it um most definitely yeah and then what's your I think was that two or was that three sorry two yeah um number three I'm trying to think now what would number three be um to kind of just understand I guess history I think I know that ties in my education but I think that understanding the history is so important um in terms of like where racism comes from just because it's kind of like this kind of um you can see the knock-on effects of things that have happened in the past and Mm. pretending that the past doesn't matter in terms of stuff like race, in terms of stuff like, you know, oppression is kind of silly because that's where they come from. And so I think the third thing people could do, like also like in terms of educating themselves, but mainly go learn the history of why this stuff is, like try and understand the difference 
and why things are like very de facto and legislation and that kind of stuff because knowing stuff like that really boosts your awareness of the general global topic because it's definitely a global issue as well it's not just you know one like it's different everywhere but it's definitely a global topic you know yeah yeah no definitely I think I think that's that that's definitely and even like if we look at our own ethnic minorities like understanding the history of the traveling community and then maybe understanding yeah. then where those prejudices kind of formed or came from and then I think if we then understand them you can better tackle them yourself exactly yeah. but also tackle them on a kind of systemic kind of level um yeah no there there's some some really kind of good kind of proactive tips that I think a lot of people should kind of take on board hopefully (laughs) um and know that I think and I think people need to start doing little steps as well like you don't need to jump online know all the history of this yeah um and even for yourself if you're starting on a similar journey to you like you're taking little steps but like if you think the amount of Irish people that know nothing about Irish culture but you assume they do because they're Irish it's the same for you and your Indian culture so just cut yourself a little bit of slack Um, (laughs) and you're it's completely new to you and it just take your time with it and I think it'll I'm excited to kind of see how you embrace I'm also excited to see your 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 what's the word your not your slapback you know when someone like jeers you and then oh kind of like a clap back kind of like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to see your further clap because like the things I know I people should just go on to your to understand like everyday racism just go onto your page and see the absolute crap people post like, I know and happy. that's not even the worst because obviously like I'm again like basically a white girl's like in terms of like skin color so it's like I can't like just some like you're that mean to someone who looks pretty similar to you I just yeah the stuff I read on other people's profiles I'm like oh my god what is wrong like you okay yeah. <laughs> but like even in in where I work so we often get contacted by media to see if we have some of our clients would talk to the media about their experience with homelessness and stuff and we're obviously we're always very anxious about whether or not we want to like speak to some of our ethnic minority clients because we understand the that it would be amazing for them to talk but the amount of negative press that having someone who's an ethnic minority in the media the amount like if you were to read that comment section on an article like that that's the thing like you just it's hard for people to kind of an ethnic minority to put themselves out there and talk about some of the issues that they face because of that whole keyboard warrior exactly yes. i think that's one of the big like negatives of the internet as great as it yeah. is it's just giving rude people a platform you know yeah where they can like hide i know like i'm all for free speech but i think we definitely need to do something in terms of legislatively criminalizing severe hate speech because some Almost people just yeah yeah just take because there's free speech and then there's free but hateful hateful speech that just doesn't deserve a platform no most definitely and i think a lot of people don't know the difference as well like they yeah. say it's my my free speech it's like no you're that that's hate speech <laughs> yeah yeah no definitely well thank you so much for thank you for, for having on. me i really appreciate it no no problem and um if you just want to i know you kind of mentioned them throughout but if you just want to let people know kind of where they can find you on um, yeah. all your platforms 
Um, so I'm Henna Spaghetti, silly name, on TikTok and Instagram. And then I'm Henna Makes Tunes on Twitter. Um, I'm on Spotify and Apple Music under just the artist name Henna. Um, and this is all like linked in my Instagram bio if people want to have a look at it. Um, and then the podcast I do is called uh, Lady Curious. And it's on Apple and Spotify as of now. <laughs> That's everything, I think. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, my brother's just brought me my puppy. I didn't know what was behind me. This is so cute. Yeah. Uh, um so yeah no, that, that's amazing and thank you again so much for giving up and you've literally given me an hour no like there's evening. no bother i'm um, so flattered you asked me i was like oh my god someone asked me to be on your podcast <laughs> i say it like i've like thousands of listeners i think i i can't even tell you i d- i don't like looking at like stuff yeah. things because then i'm like then i'll get too wrapped up in it and then i won't want to produce content but i've been yeah, listening no. through like since you contacted me and i'm really enjoying it like i actually am like Thank You're you. Welcome. Um, if I'm going to leave that in, a, a cheeky little show <laughs> for people listen to my podcast. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, and yeah, I look forward to kind of seeing your next steps, both your your clapbacks and your um, your just where your music goes. I'm really intrigued to kind of see how it evolves. Hopefully, I don't procrastinate and I actually do it. <laughs> my biggest. This is your pressure. Yeah, this is my just pressure. Back to this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another Legal Diaries podcast. Be sure to follow along on all the social media channels at legaldiaries.ie on Instagram, www.legaldiaries.ie and on Twitter, it's legal at legaldiaries underscore IE. Thank you.